morning, everybody. Yeah, I want to, I'm just going to start by uh, jumping into scripture. Uh, So I want to read from Acts 11, and I'm going to be starting at verse 5. And this is Peter talking, he says, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheet being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds. Then I heard a voice telling me, get up, Peter, kill and eat. I replied, surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and then it was all pulled up to heaven again. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had come on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could stand in God's way? Well, if you were here uh, two weeks ago or even at House Church last week, you, you might be thinking, wait, didn't we already hear this story? Is Renew's record broken? Are we stuck on repeat? Uh, well, in a way, yes. <laughs> um, but it's not us, it's the scriptures. This isn't the same chapter. Uh, for some reason, Luke under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, feels it's necessary to tell this story again. Uh, But we know that he didn't just accidentally hit copy and paste, uh, because this time it's being told from the perspective of Peter. Uh, But as Dennis uh, reminded Doug and myself and a few others that when a story is repeated back to back like this, it probably means something. I get really frustrated when I have to call my children's name five times before they finally respond. But there's something important about repetition that invites us to pay attention. Uh, So this repetition in Acts is Luke's way and the Holy Spirit's way of saying this is really, really important. Pay attention. 
And so there's part of me that just wants to repeat everything Doug said two weeks ago. Um, because it was really, really important for our church, and it's really, really good. Um, but I'll just say you can listen to it online, um, so that I don't have to sound like a broken record. But it's interesting, this chapter actually begins with a section that I didn't read, that Peter goes back to Jerusalem, and it says the apostles and the believers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, you went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them. And in a way, this is its own broken record because in Luke, the book of Luke, yes, the same author, he writes this about the religious leaders of his time. Uh, in Luke 5.30, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law complained to Jesus and his disciples saying, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? In Luke 15.2, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered about Jesus, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Over and over and over again, like a broken record, Jesus keeps hanging out with the wrong people. And so in some ways, it's a bit of a surprise that Peter had reservations about meeting Cornelius. He had followed Jesus to these tables where Jesus was associating with people he wasn't supposed to associate with. And yet, maybe we should commend Peter that he actually took this step of faith. Uh, as Deanne said, it, it's going to look strange <laughs> when we reach out to people who are different. And I'm sure Peter had this very fear that he would be criticized by others saying, you did what? You hung out with who? So why do we so easily fall into this groove on the record of building up these borders that separate us? So Luke and the Holy Spirit invite us to pay attention and remind us how we need to be careful of falling into that groove. As Doug shared two weeks ago, the borders of the kingdom of heaven are wide open. And it was interesting hearing Mike share the same thing this morning, that the doors are wide open. That's largely the point of this repeated passage in Acts 10 and 11. Jesus was pushing the boundaries, showing God's desire to redeem and reconcile sinners, the down and outs, the people you're not supposed to hang out with. And now in Acts, the Holy Spirit is continuing that mission, continuing to push the borders, encouraging Jesus' followers to continue to pursue God's desire to share His love with people outside of the Jewish tradition to all people, for they are all created in God's image. 
And the Holy Spirit is working to reconcile them with God through faith in Christ. And so it's groundbreaking for the disciples to experience this. And yet, it shouldn't be. Because it's the message that God has been sharing since the beginning. That God created all people in God's image. And that God called Abraham to bless all nations. And it's the message that Jesus was trying to get people to see. That there is no one who God doesn't want to reconcile and adopt into God's family. Uh, Some global Christian leaders a few years ago wrote about this passage, uh, reflecting about Acts 10 and 11. And they talk about this counter as a holy transgression that Peter was called to transgress the boundaries for the sake of God's kingdom. And Doug spoke poignantly that the borders of the kingdom have been blown wide open and reminded us that we are called to build bridges instead of walls. But it's hard. As Mike mentioned just a few minutes ago, The doors are wide open, but it actually takes some intentionality. It takes a step. And one of the things that is repeated throughout Acts 10 and 11 is this verb that means to enter in, to go in. The verb is used three times in chapter 11. One is when Peter says that nothing unclean has entered his mouth which is kind of a curious choice of words. But I think it's quite intentional to get us to pay attention. The other is the accusation that Peter had gone into a Gentile's home. And then the third is Peter's confession that, yes, he had indeed gone into that home. And it's used four times in chapter 10. Three times for the process of Peter entering into into Cornelius' home. So yes, we are called to build bridges, not walls. And to cross those bridges, to enter into people's lives, to enter in and be ministers of the goodness and love of Jesus. What's really interesting is that this whole episode actually begins with that other case of the verb to enter in. The beginning of chapter 10, Luke writes, the angel of God enters in to Cornelius' home. And that's the whole point. That God has already entered into these spaces and places that he's calling us to enter in. That God is already there, already at work. And we've been talking about what it means to trust and follow the Holy Spirit, and so much of that is trusting that the Spirit is already present where He is calling us to. So the angel of God enters in And this reminds us also of the good news that we actually proclaim 
It is because God chose to enter in. That Jesus entered into human life, made the holy transgression to cross heaven's borders to be with us so that we might be forgiven and healed and enter into right relationship with God as God intended from the beginning. The good news is that Jesus has entered in. He enters in to eat with sinners and in redeeming and healing us, invites us to enter into the lives of others, to share the goodness and love of Jesus with them. So there's this sense of expectancy. Loved how Mike talked about that earlier. And I was actually talking with Joel, I think last night, and he was talking about Peter and, and what Peter's vision for the church probably was. He had this expectation of what the church should look like. And this whole encounter with Cornelius and with the Holy Spirit just blows those expectations out of the water. sense that the Holy Spirit is, is stirring in us and, and increasing our expectations, and I can't wait to see how He blows those expectations out of the water. He says, oh, you had that in mind? Well, wait and see what I can do when you're faithful and trusting and following me. And so, I just, yeah, I'm not even sure where to go with all of this. But some really cool things happened as Doug was teaching two weeks ago and as Lindsay shared what the Holy Spirit had been stirring in her heart and then some of the conversations that I've had uh, about things that happened in house churches last week. And so part of this broken record is just maybe we need to stay in this story for a while and listen and keep listening and, and to pay attention to each other and how God is at work in our midst and what he's stirring in Lindsay might be stirring in other people and what he's stirring in Doug and me might be stirring in some of you so what is the Holy Spirit up to and how might the Holy Spirit blow the doors off our expectations uh, so yeah just real quickly as a broken record uh, review where we've been over the last six months. Um, Doug kicked us off on Vision Sunday, highlighting that we long for Renew to be a place where people are falling more and more in love with Jesus. And that the love of Christ would flow into us. And that it would throw, flow through us as a community and out of us to the world thirsty for the love of Jesus. And that we also long to see a robust nursery where new people are entering into a new life-giving relationship with Jesus. So we followed that vision up by looking at what Jesus called the greatest commandment and spent a series looking at what does it mean to love God with all of our being, with our everything, our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then what does it mean to love our neighbors 
And most recently, we've been discussing the Holy Spirit and what it means to trust and follow the Holy Spirit. And one thing that I hope we realize is that the Holy Spirit is constantly drawing us into greater love for God and greater love for our neighbors. And that neighbor love is what this story is all about expanding our view of who our neighbors might be. And as we enter in, we have this whole new vision of who God is. And we're open to the possibility of being transformed by our neighbor as the Holy Spirit works in our midst. Yes, the Holy Spirit enables us to more fully experience the love of God and empowers us to share that love with others. And here's the thing. Here's why I think this repetition is so important. Because when the Holy Spirit does new things, sends us to unexpected people, or brings in unexpected people, that's when we need the courage to trust and follow the Holy Spirit. To take the step of faith, which is spelled R-I-S-K, Uh, many years ago, I read a book, and this quote has stuck out to me, and I was reminded of it last night as I was talking with somebody, reminded of it this morning, that as, I think it was as Deanne was sharing just about being willing to make mistakes when we're following the Spirit. And the quote is, I may not have it exactly, but it says, we learn to do things well by first having the courage to do them badly. So renew, I want us to be a people who trust and follow the Spirit and have the courage to, to learn to do things well by first having the courage to do them while making mistakes. And the beautiful thing is that when the Holy Spirit blew up these expectations of what the church is, as the people heard Peter's story of his encounter with the Gentiles, it says they praised God, saying, So then, even to Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. The Holy Spirit is in the work of drawing people to repentance and entering into new life. May we be people who trust and follow the Holy Spirit and celebrate and praise God when He does the unexpected and leads new people to life. And may we be people who love others well because we see the image of God in them and long to see that image born anew in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, because we've been talking about this for the last two weeks, I really just want to invite you all to participate in that conversation some more, sharing what has the Holy Spirit been stirring in you, and apologies to you if this is your first time here, probably like, what is going on, and that's okay, but you're welcome to join in that conversation too. Um, But there's been some good things stirring 
And I think about what Lindsay shared two weeks ago, and I think about Gary and Joel and others who have been having a dialogue on race and racism and exploring ways to be ministers of reconciliation and justice. And we have Mike and Deanne coming back to us and sharing about the ways God is at work reaching immigrants and refugees. And so there's just convergence. And so, yeah, what does it look like for us to continue to think about, pray about, talk about ways that we can enter in? Trusting that the Spirit is already at work. So, yeah, now's the time for you to, to share. What are you hearing from God? What's been stirring in you? Any key conversations that you had in house church that are just kind of ringing in your ears? Where might the Holy Spirit be leading us or leading you? Who might the Spirit be leading you to? Who might your Cornelius be? Any thoughts? Any heart stirrings? No, you need to stop. Um, is this on? Yes? Hello? Okay. Um, so the, the two stories before this one, um, so talking about Philip and Ananias and Peter, is Tim um, kind of drawing out of us what what's the common theme of these three guys and when when did they hear from the spirit and they they were praying and it was like moment to me like oh man like you know i have all these questions and i have all these stirrings but like to hear i have to listen and i have to be praying and like um so i still have more questions than answers about what comes next but i'm i have a direction now it feels like and to catch the wind and catch the spirit um i have to spend more time in prayer (laughs) yeah yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Pray and listen. Um, yeah, I was chatting with Doug a little bit earlier this morning about these stories and like, yeah, just how important it is for us to learn to listen and listen to the Holy Spirit, but then also to listen to the people who are being drawn to. And I think about the story of Peter when he actually goes to meet Cornelius he doesn't say much. He first says, why did you call me here? Like, what's going on? Like, he, he enters into that conversation listening. So I think that's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, other thoughts, stirrings, things that are happening in house church. Yeah, Denise. I was away um, this week, relaxing. So I thought, and I heard a quote that really struck me and got me thinking about what God is doing and what he's potentially calling me to do. So um, the quote was, we all know, you know, knowledge is power. I heard that. I think we've all heard that quote before, knowledge is power. But this week, this past week, I heard that it's not that knowledge is power. Knowledge is potential power until you take action. Mm. And, you know, listen to the sermon um, a couple of weeks ago with Doug and then coming in um, with Mike and Deanne talking about, you know, how we need to step out um, on our faith and and take the risk. I, I believe that God is, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to me through these conversations, through these discussions, and I'm really excited to to 
learn what is going to happen with that. Okay. Because I do believe knowledge is potential until you actually mm. take action and do something. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, and this may not be exactly where you're going, but yeah, that's but I think for many of us, like we have this kind of cognitive idea, like, yeah, God loves all people. But then when it comes to the actually doing of it, it's a little bit more messy, but that's where the power is unlocked. Yeah. I think the word that just keeps coming to mind for me this week is humility. Mm -hmm. And um, what what humility it it takes to recognize that it's not about us and that um you know even as mike and deanne talk about it being a slow game like it's not this rushing in you know like i've i've got something you know it's more this like joining with god and joining with other people but i think that's just the word that's been ringing in my ear through all of this is um, humility and I think to admit that this isn't just for us takes a lot of humility and um, and to engage with other people who are different than us takes a lot of humility and kind of setting our own agendas aside I've been learning to kind of relook at my schedule and my uh, my daily agenda um, I kind of like structure and I like to know what I'm doing in the week and I like to have my own time at the end of the day. Um, but the Holy Spirit's been teaching me to hold that more loosely and um, be more open to opportunities that are right there in front of me. Um, so last night I had just like this small little opportunity peek its head with a neighbor. Uh, so we got talking, and he's uh, lives with four other guys. They're from South Africa, and they're contracted workers. Uh, so they're here for, I don't know, six or eight months. Um, and I got to spend an hour with him this morning um, at the coffee shop just chatting. And I think in the past, I felt like engaging with people who are different from me is like an obligation or like a... Um, not necessarily something that can feed me to or like be life-giving um, and I'm realizing like oh when these opportunities are there to engage with neighbors um, take that opportunity and uh, take that intentionality to go the next step um, and so yeah I don't know where it's gonna go but it's uh, it's exciting for me to see that um, man there's just a lot of opportunities and a lot of people out there to to reach and to spend time with so yeah just uh that's what i've been learning to open my schedule up yeah that's awesome thanks for sharing yeah i think there's so much that as we enter into relationship not only do we have the opportunity to to share our faith but we also have the opportunity to be transformed in that relationship ourselves yeah. Um, I think sometimes it's uh, maybe almost romantic to get called to like 
oh, we want to serve like the immigrant community or the refugee community um, or even just like our neighborhood community. Uh, and one thing that I was just thinking about was uh, the Spirit didn't call Peter to go to the Gentiles. He said, go to Cornelius' house. And I was just thinking with even community dinner last night, I don't know if I personally feel like the Spirit is calling me to the community. He's calling me to maybe a relationship with Carmen or a relationship with Pat. And I think that that feels a lot less romantic sometimes and a lot more difficult. And um, I just think that that's, that's important to keep in, keep in mind. kind of add to that, I think, um, in general, the whole thought of um, reaching out to these communities has been very overwhelming to me, just where to start, and I know that's tracks with a lot of us, but um, thinking about individual people, um, I guess I've just been stirred to kind of look at the relationships that I have in my life, um, specifically with folks in the LGBTQ community that, you know, I'm friendly with, but I've kind of maybe held at an arm's length, or not even that, but just there's a subconscious wall there um, that I have access to this person as a friend that I can kind of really pursue a deeper relationship with. So um, just even looking at your circles of people that you might not be thinking about, but there are people that we can reach um, through our existing friendships or, or just acquaintances at work, things like that, that you can pursue intentionally a little bit deeper, so. Um. At work, I, you know, I talk about work a lot, probably too much. But anyway, I'm gonna talk about it now. Anyway, I get some, I get some crazy. I think hearing everyone talking about the Holy Spirit, and I get some crazy opportunities at work with some guys from like Kensington, from labor temp agencies, and you never know sometimes who you're gonna get. Get change from day to day, and you know, with my wife, with the grief and hope connect, and you know, I'm not always like, yeah, okay. It's awesome, but I talk to these guys, get opportunities to sit in a truck, or we work in some really nasty stuff. Anyway, what I'm saying is, you talk about grief, talking to this dude, he was like, yeah, I've been in jail for 10 years, and a lot of these guys I work with have been in jail for years. One dude's like, yeah, I've seen my best friend get his head shot right in front of him. Talk about grief, and like, anyway, I'm finding out these guys are Christians or believers. Listen, we don't act like believers. They don't act like, but they have a deep faith. You should see it. And they're blessed. Like, it's, it's awesome. Anyway, I just want to share that. Like, there's people you would never encounter from Kensington. I don't go to, dude, I don't go down the city. But I think if I did go down the city with these guys, we'd have a barbecue together and hang out, you know. So anyway, if God's doing something, I'm admitting it. I think he is, you know, I think he's doing something. <laughs> Yeah, I, thank you all for sharing. I, and I think, yeah, just what Kelly shared, I think like sometimes we look at that and it feels so daunting, but to recognize that we have this community of people who share that same heart. Uh, and so how do we get together? It's like, yeah, like 
hey, what are you learning as you're interacting with people? Um, who's God drawing you to? Um, yeah, so I'm encouraged, and yeah, just, and this is really nothing new for Renew. <laughs> like, I think this stuff that we've been talking about since the beginning, since before I was even here, um, how do we join in with what God's doing, and how do we join in with others in our community who are joining in with what God's doing? Um, so, yeah, I'll stop with the broken record. Uh, but, yeah, as... Yeah, thank you all for sharing again. I would love to just, I'm gonna pass out some note cards and I got some questions that I'll throw up on the slide, but we would just love for, to continue this conversation and to hear more about um, what God is doing in your lives um, and, and who God might be stirring you to, to build a relationship with and how we might be able to come alongside of you and, and come alongside each other um, in those efforts. So. Yeah, I'll pass those out, and then, yeah, maybe we can just do that as we continue to engage in worship. But yeah, as those are being passed around, yeah, I'll just let me pray, and, and we'll continue um, with our worship. God, I thank you for who you are, for your goodness. And that you have created all things. All things are from you and all things are for you. As Tim reminded us this morning. And so it shouldn't be any surprise that you send your Holy Spirit upon Cornelius and his household. Because you created them for you. And God, even though it shouldn't be a surprise, we long to continue to be surprised by your Holy Spirit uh, and how you continue to exceed our expectations as you invite us to enter into relationships with people. May we be transformed by those relationships and we, may we be available uh, and courageous to share the good news of Jesus with people as we enter into those relationships. God, may we be people who see your image reflected in our neighbors. And may we be people who speak truth and life to them about that image and how you long to see that image renewed through Jesus Christ. God, would you help us to listen and pay attention to what you are doing in our midst and where you are calling us to be and who you are calling us to enter in with. Holy Spirit, continue to move in our midst and exceed our expectations. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.